It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kids TV, everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Throw that all another dope talent now before we get started i need you to like comment subscribe we are on all things social media facebook instagram uh anchor spotify all that good things so stop looking and just go ahead and click the subscribe button but now we are bringing in another fabulous comedian she's a stand-up comedian she's also a writer introducing miss jen thomas oh and don't forget the g because it's spelled with the g baby jen with a a G. I don't know if we can cuss, so I gotta just be like, with it's a YouTube, G. Baby, I'm gonna cuss her queen because she got what you wanna do, honey. Jen with an F and G. It's still Sunday, though. I ain't gonna give them too much. Okay, so how you doing this good today? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good. excited to be on your show. Such a beautiful platform. Thank you. Well, we finna get into this, honey. Now, being a female comedian, I know it's a little, you know, difficult in the industry because it's a boy's, you know, game. So, how did it feel and what made you want to get into the industry as far as the um, comedy is concerned? Uh, hold on. Look at my... Brayla, get out of there. <laughs> you see I'm trying to be great. This and baby, what, this is why it's candid because anything can what, look. <laughs> I wanted them to get this moment as they, when they talk about how I feel to be a female in the business. You got to be a comedian, a mother... And also still try to make it to be funny with these dudes. So it's been, I got into comedy. Comedy is so much fun. I got into it uh, by accident, actually. Hold on. Get out of here. Out of here right now. Bye. We might need to start over because I feel like as soon as we start recording, <laughs> yeah, here you go. We can't start over. Okay, forget it. Well. Like your kids don't want to do stuff until you say I literally said, listen, guys, I'm about to go live and do this part this podcast. And then all of a sudden you thirsty, hungry, you got the sweet, you want to clean up. Now now the spirit don't hit you. (laughs) So what was the question again? Nature ain't gonna worry me, baby. How does it feel to be a female comedian in the industry when it's a boy's game? You know what? It's it's a tough business. It is a man. Uh, game. I think this game has definitely gave me thicker skin. Um, coming into the game, I think I was I I was more sensitive and really didn't understand why everybody was so tough because I did start in the church. I did start super clean. I did clean comedy for about the first three years of my comedy career. So it was a change when I went over to what we call secular comedy, the secular world. It was a dramatic change as far as nobody cared about your feelings over there. Mm-hmm. You know, in the church, they'll be like, hey, you know, I don't mean no harm. We're going to pray for you. You make, but not over there. It was like, 
dog eat dog. So I feel like it's a aggressive business, but in anything you can always adjust and rise to the top. Absolutely, because I mean, I, just like you said, it's hard for a female in the game just because you're surrounded by the men. And not saying that you can't move and shake, you know, in the industry just because the men are there, but it is a little bit more difficult because they're looking at you like, oh, you're just a girl. You know, what you're going right. to do? So it's like, oh, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do. Right, I'm gonna show y'all what I'm gonna do. Actually, just call me up to the stage. Then you gonna think I'm a, you th you gonna think I'm a boy. I might be a <laughs> transgender, whatever you know. So you just gotta. I think the thing that um that sometimes you gotta remember that you have to put in the work. You know, a lot of women want to say, "Oh, they harder." Are you doing the work though? Because sometimes we want that girl pass. We have those moments where we want to be treated like a girl, and then we have the moments where we want to be treated like equal. Like, right. you got to pick one. Now, if you want to be girly girl, then don't be trying to act like, you know, you want the same rights as a man. Well, the men work hard, too. So, ladies, we have to do the work. We, we can't just go off of being a female. Like, you should put a female on your show. No, you should be funny. Yeah. You should, you should have uh, done some work to get on this show. But, you know, and I know it is other things that, you know, they try to hold us back from because we are females. But at least that part, I, I'm going to do the part that I can control. Well, the one thing I did appreciate about you saying that you did secular, I mean, I'm sorry, you did clean comedy first. So mm -hmm. it's good to know that you have a diverse set because yeah. a lot of times when you see female comedians, it's always for what I've seen, I can't speak for everybody, but for some of the comedians that I've seen that are female, it's always nasty. It's always straight to, oh, we, we screwing and we do. And I'm like, why can't you just be funny without screwing somebody? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, you know, you, you know, can feel, tell a joke about I that. Do, I can do clean dirt. I can do whatever, you know, put me in whatever atmosphere. That's my challenge to myself is, has always been, I want to be a, a comedian who can be funny anywhere. There and uh, that's definitely a challenge because it requires you to come out of your comfort zone. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm more comfortable over here because I know they love me over here, but over here, they don't really know me yet, you know? So I might have to uh, deliver my jokes a certain way. Now, I always have a saying about when they talk about women doing sexual jokes. I feel like they be hard on women for doing it, but a lot of men do sexual jokes because they swear they working with some every every male every male comedian i know get on stage and act like he got the biggest thing in the world mm -hmm. and we all know that uh according to your references you ain't hitting on nothing you know what i'm saying <laughs> but nobody ever says nothing when dudes do a lot of uh sexual jokes so i think in general uh we have to try to uh write ourselves out of it i still do my sexual jokes and hey but i'm also still new i do a lot of other stuff but i want to do what i want to do i the thing about comedy is being free to have your own opinion, own voice. That's the beauty of comedy. Well, that's the, but that's what I'm saying. That's the good thing because the men do get up there and get slut buckets and, and just get real right. nasty and raunch. And I, I feel the same. I'm an equal opportunities, whether you're a male or a female. Like, be funny without having to be nasty all the time. Nasty right. is fine if that's your thing. But can yeah. you make me laugh other ways? And that's right. why, like I said, I appreciate the fact that you're saying, like, yeah, I got clean comedy too, which means, yeah, I can, I can go wherever you need me to go. <laughs> Wherever you want to go, let's go. Yeah, let's get in the car. You know, I think we in a generation now where everything is so judged. Everybody has their opinion. And just like um, I go even to uh, Kevin Hart's special, everybody, oh, he not funny, he not this and this. Can Kevin really give zero fucks in y'all in this sensitive ass world? Y'all so damn right. sensitive about everything. 
can a comedian really give their real opinion without y'all marching and trying to control what people say? This world has become so sensitive to the fact that we feel like whatever we think and whatever we feel that everybody has to agree. Right. Everybody don't have to agree with what Jen think, and that should be that should be okay with me. I actually like people who speak their mind, and not all the time who agree with me. So we we put a lot of pressure on comedy, not understanding that comedy is very diverse. You're not gonna like every comic, every co comedian you see, because every comedian don't resonate with you. So we can't control it though. Let comedy is about being raw and being real to yourself. So I think that's what we, that's what's important to me. I, I don't know about anybody else. Well, speaking of that, what was your first time on stage like? Horrible. I was trash. <laughs> As a matter of fact, first of all, I always uh, talk fast, you know, and I'm kind of country too. Kind of, you see, I said that kind of, but I know I'm country for real. So um, I was so nervous. So I was, I went up there, went super fast, and the man was like, "We, we, you sound like it was funny, but we don't know what you said, you know." So mm -hmm. that was my first time. I was super nervous, and, and what people don't know about me is, in real life, I'm super shy. You know, so, you about the fourth comedian that told me that, and I'm like, "How are y'all shy if you're on the stage? Like, what gives you the energy to say I'm shy, but I'm going to do it anyway?" Uh, it's it's the passion and the love. I love it. Once I I remember um I okay, so I love God, but I'm not perfect. I like to say that. I like I said I started in church, but I remember praying and I remember reading that everybody got a gift. Everybody got a gift. And I remember for years and years praying, Lord, everybody got a gift, but you forgot about me. I used to always say you forgot mm -hmm. about me. And and now even when I look back on stuff people wrote in my uh a book my senior book people always say i was funny but i was the friend who was funny we would buy each other i'm gonna crack you up but i ain't gonna get in front of nobody so i say this to say i prayed and asked god what is my gift and then one day my church didn't have a uh host for their family and friends day and the lady who i just used to crack up was like jim you funny you need to do it i was like no ma'am i will not i'm not getting in front of long story short she convinced me and once i did it it was like I knew. It was just like it was God saying, "This is where this is your gift. This is what your calling is," and 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 that's what makes me go on stage. That's the part that gets me on stage. And I remember even for years. This is so funny. I'm gonna share this with you. I had been doing comedy about five years. I had already even won Apollo Live. I was on BET Apollo Live. I never ever considered myself a comedian because I used to take this. Let me tell you the secret why I used to take shows. When I did the church show, everybody just started asking me to book, do they show. I was too afraid to tell them no. Mm. That's what kept me going because I was okay. scared. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. I'm like, but I literally used to be like, Jen, this is the last show you're going to take, man. You got to <laughs> say no to these people. Like, stop right. taking this. I used to literally be in the car, like, argue with myself, like, do not take another show. So, I'm always uh, very nervous and and like I said, shy, but God is the reason I was able to get on that stage because he is the one who finally revealed to me what my calling was. And just once I did it, it was just like love. And I just, that's what keeps me doing it because that's what it is. It sounds cheesy, but that's the truth. No, it's funny you say that because I, I resonate with that a lot because a lot of my, you know, friends and family and even clients, they be like, why don't you do comedy? I'm like, that ain't my lane. But, you know, just like you said, I literally have the same, like, I'll be sitting there, we'll be joking, cracking people up, you know, cracking people up. But that's just me naturally. 
that's not me trying to put on. And they were right. like, no, that's funny. And I'm just like, yeah, but that's just, just me being ignorant. You know, that <laughs> I'm stupid. Right. But it was like, why don't you try? I'm like, I, the only thing that's keeping me from saying, like, let me try, because I'm, I'm more into the writing and the acting aspect of entertainment. But right. I'm sensitive about my stuff. And I've seen, mm. I've been in the industry where I've seen how, you know, people get up there and they are horrible. They get like a boo tsunami. And I'm just like, see, that right there is not going to make me want to get back on the stage. That's going to make me want to take it outside of what they ask. So that's why I'm like, no, I don't know that for me. <laughs> so. Right. Well, I think uh, the, the beautiful thing about comedy, this is why I don't understand a lot of uh, hate and trying to hold people back. This is the one field that I feel like we have so many avenues. You don't have to do stand-up. Stand-up is, I, I, I like, I, I still feel strongly that stand-up is, you have a calling to do stand-up. Like, it's your gift. Stand-up is something very special and unique. But that doesn't mean that somebody else is not a comedian. Like, you can still be a, a comedic actress. You can be on the radio. You can That's write. You life. have so many <laughs> lanes. But when we think about it, first thing we think about is stand-up. So, I think that's why it's important to, if if you do have a relationship, to ask, you know, what's my life? What what should I go? Ask for that that guidance because people get caught up. But I always I did, I still believe as long as you're going after something you love, you can still accidentally fall into greatness. And that's Les Brown. You know, fail your way to success, fail your way to the top because you're trying. You're gonna start trying so many things, and then boom, something gonna hit you, and you're gonna be like, oh. This is what I'm supposed to do, you know, and that's it. So just try it. You ain't got to get approval from somebody. We well, look for approval too much. What made you say, God, you forgot about me? Like, because <laughs> I mean, because you really I had a talent. I didn't think I had a talent. I just, everybody around me had a talent. I mean, I had people who could sing, people who could decorate, people who could garden, people who was nurses. I, I mean, my everybody around me had something. Okay. I used to love to dance. I used to want to be a background dancer. I love to dance. Um, so I used to think, I, okay, I want to be a background dancer. But then I was always a chubby girl. So when I used to look at the videos, you know, the dance videos, so that's what I wanted to be in the dance videos. I used to say, well, I don't never see no big girls, you know, chubby girls. So Lord, I can't do that. But so that's why I just didn't, I couldn't see, you know, sometimes you can't see what's like right in your face. Yeah. You know, it was right in my face. Like, Jen, you can't see this. You're funny. Everybody be laughing. At, you don't see it. Right. But I couldn't see it because of fear. So don't let that fear stop you. Now, what's important about what you said is, well, I didn't see no chubby girls. Uh, NQ Lizzo, and she ain't giving me no, but think she about like, back, what? Then, <laughs> back then, we didn't have a Lizzo. You know, That's back true. then, I'm talking about me being a little girl. I didn't see a yeah. Lizzo. I didn't see a pl like somebody who I would love and still would love to meet is somebody who I admire is Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott was the first yep. uh, plus size woman I seen dancing and I could I used to be able to do all to this day I could do all Missy moves. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted to be like Missy. I wanted to dance like Missy, but the confidence of Trina. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And I still believe on Trina, like inside, that's me, the Trina, the baddest. That's you your know? Inner, inner Trina come out every My day. My inner Trina, <laughs> yeah. They got the city girls, but I had Trina when I was growing up. Trina was that girl. Okay. It still is. What you talking about? Period. I still love the queen. Of, you know, I'm from Florida, so come on. All right. Now, who is your favorite female comedian other than yourself, clearly? <sighs> that is so hard. Uh, can I give a list? Sure. Okay. Because I, 
I love different people for different reasons. I gotta say, one of my all-time favorites was, well, is uh, I love Lucy. Lucy, because she was so animated. That's who I grew up watching. I love Lucy. Um, but stand up, uh, it's so hard. Um, uh, I do like, because I don't even know. I like Wanda Sykes because she's a she's smart and witty. I like Monique for what she did for plus size women. You know, just giving us the okay to love yourself. I like some more because she's such a diva, you know, uh, and she has a uniqueness in her stand up. So I have like a lot of women and Chelsea lately. Um, okay. Just because I love Chelsea, so Chelsea is my chick. So there, there's a few people I like. I don't, I can't say I have a favorite because there's so many that um, make me feel like you know that they, they just really bring that quality to the game. And I got to shout out my girl Lunell too. I like Lunell because she was so raw. Yeah, yeah. I like you know who's funny to me, um, Dominique. Oh, Dominique, yeah, I love her too. I featured for her. That was the first female comedian that I featured for her. Okay. Yeah, she probably ain't request me, but they put me on the show with her. So she, you know, let me tell it. You know, we was damn near on tour, but we really wasn't. But that's how I got to say. I open for her. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, well, you gonna be a double D on tour. It sounded good. <laughs> now, what is the hardest thing that you have to had to deal with as a female in the comedy game? One of my, I think, um, me realizing that I can have a voice. Um, I remember I went to New York and basically a promoter had cheated me out of my money. Like we got there, we did the show and then he was like, I ain't got it. You know, get basically left us out for dead. Get home the best way you can. And I talked about this oh, on a yeah. uh, podcast with Justin yeah. and they, they literally took up money for me to get home. I learned a lesson that you shouldn't go out there if you ain't got no money, you know, do yeah. business. So the hardest thing for me is coming back and knowing how many comedians was there. I remember coming back, writing a post on my social media, like, this promoter is a horrible promoter. He didn't pay us. And I remember so many comedians was like, the male comedians was like, that's a part of the game. Just be quiet about it. Just That's how it go. And I remember thinking, y'all MFers be crying if, you, if a nigga steal y'all joke or if y'all, if somebody don't give y'all money, I see posted. Y'all be slapping each other nuts together, you know. But as a woman, I realized they don't like women to speak up. They prefer mm. us to shut the hell up. So... That was a turning point in my career where I was like, ain't nobody gonna silence me. I have my own opinion and I have a right to feel how I feel. The nigga did cheat me and I want my money. Now, if y'all wanna go work for him, by all means, go work for him. But Jen Thomas will not work for him and I won't quit until he pay me. But going forward, I will do business first and understand that this is business. It's not friendship. Like, that's the biggest thing you gotta learn. Like, these niggas not your friend. This business. And that's the hardest thing for women because it's we are so nurturing and loving that you have to take that out. And I still work on that. That's a constant thing that I constantly work on because men take their emotions out of this. Women are emotional. Right. Naturally. So that part was me finding my voice saying, really, fuck y'all niggas. This nigga gonna pay me my money. You know what I'm saying? And I don't care what y'all say. I'm gonna say what I want to. And if you don't like it, fuck you too. That's right. So question, when you're in the industry like that, like, of course, if you knew, you're not knowing kind of how to move yet. But now that you've been in the industry for a quite quite a uh, couple of years, when it comes to people booking you for a show, like, 
for me, because, you know, I'm in the service industry, true, and people don't realize, you know, entertainment, comedy, that's still a service you're providing. So here's my invoice. Once it's paid, then I'm coming. So do you do it like that, or how does it normally work? Yeah, you, um, so you, they have to send me a deposit. They, you know, you just make sure everything is, I want to know what hotel, I, I got to have the information at the hotel, make sure the hotel, you know, is a, a good hotel, not one of them doors on the outside. Um, <laughs> hey, make sure I get my money before I go on stage. You know, make sure you do have a contract if something happens. And I ain't gonna act like you, I always have a contract because that'll be lying. But I do always make you pay, especially when, when you're out of town. That's the, the most important ones. Because to me, you out of town. You don't have no help It's in case mm -hmm. something happens. So out of town shows, I need a deposit. I need to know where I'm staying. I need my money before I get, you know, before I hit the stage. So I don't have to argue with you and go back and forth. If I ain't got my money, no show. That's so right. just just staying true to that, even if you feel like somebody your friend, still get your money. Make sure they have your deposit and whatever you require, whatever you feel you need. But my most important things is having my deposit, get my money on stage before I go on stage and making sure that I'm in a place that I consider a safe hotel, you know. Yeah, I know that's right because people don't they look at it like oh entertainment is funny but it's still a business. Give me my. It's text. a business, yeah, and it's a <laughs> it's a ugly, it's a dog business because you on your own out there. You when you yeah. out here before you blow, you don't have no manager, no tour manager, nobody looking over your books and caring about your feelings and emotions. And you a woman too, so you gotta watch your cuckoo. You know, hold okay, that close to your heart, baby. Put a lock on that thing. And what <laughs> make them think that you want them just because you're on tour with them? Like, hey, I don't want you. Yeah, and I, yeah. Well, you know, men feel like if they like you, you supposed to like them back because you fat, nigga. You <laughs> ugly, you know. You ugly, sir. You ugly, and especially niggas in Atlanta. That be one to. I tell a lot of these niggas in Atlanta. Outside of Atlanta, you a two. In Atlanta, Man, you, you better you stay out in Atlanta because we ain't got that many options. But if you leave two eighty five, you're done, sir. You ugly. You basically <laughs> slow. You know what I'm saying? Say a lot of put an ugly nigga in the back. That's what you right. <laughs> Nigga, I'm gonna get a shirt. Say outside 285, boy, you ugly. You hear me? Nigga be ugly as hell. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Oh yeah. my god, you better say and then that's the funny part. You the muzzle because you fat. Look, first of all, that's the one thing the misconception men do. Oh well, you know, she chubby, she she got to like me. And we can lose weight. What can you do about your face? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't even be saying I can lose weight. Cause if you fat, then you know if I go to a store because I'm fat, I gotta pay extra for clothes. Mm -hmm. So that's extra money to fuck with me because I'm fat. You know what I'm saying? I need extra soul. I need extra clothes. You know what I'm saying, nigga? You know I'm fat now. You want this pussy to stay what you know in tip top shape. You need to make sure you soul so you can read. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to preach to somebody. Hey, hey on the fun day. Come on now. Come on now. It's so good into this community. So you can now, park that truck. How that, how she say? Park that truck in the middle of something like that. Yeah. If you okay. want some of this wop, bop, boom, but wop, bam, boom, go ahead. I'm telling you. Now, what um, what's kept you motivated during the quarantine? Oh, sure. It, you know, nothing motivates you more than your money being low. When they cancel all my shows, they you get so creative. Hello? So I, I would tell jokes in the gas station. Let me tell you a joke. Come here, give me twenty dollars. You know. Being broke will motivate anybody. I don't care what mm -hmm. talent you in. I don't care what career you in. When that money get low, you'll come up with all kind of things. I done came up with shirts. I'm doing shows here, Zoom, everywhere. So that's what keeps me motivated. My kids here, and I don't get child support, you know? Okay. I don't know that's what, yeah, you, you talked about that the other day. You, like, you ain't about the child support. 
Yeah. <laughs> when you don't get child support, baby, you're supposed to be great. That's what made me great. I didn't get child support. So I had to go out here and get it from the mud, you know? And then I was sick. So, you know, they don't really take care of us like that. They just feel like we supposed to have it already. So that's why I was on the grind. <laughs> but if I get them little surgeries, it's over for me. I fuck comedy. I'm, I'm just playing. <laughs> I tell my folks, if I ever see a six pack, I ain't going to own a full shirt. Strictly hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, from now on. <laughs> yeah, God knew what he was doing. He made me a little chef. I'm already arrogant and, and with this old high self esteem. He was like, girl, if you be slim, I, ain't no, I wouldn't be able to talk to you right now. I'd be like, girl, uh, girl you know how fine I am? Like, you got to see me in person. They got to see their body. You hear me? Oh, I wouldn't be. Now, what yeah. is your ultimate goal in the entertainment industry? What do you how what do you see yourself doing in about the next five years? Well, you said ultimate goal in the next five years. My ultimate goal won't be done in five years, but I want to be okay. one of the greatest to do it. You know, when I see the list of funny comedians, you know, legendaries, I don't see that many women. So I want Jen Thomas to be on that list and say, you know, Jen Thomas, you know, I want to sell out of, you know, sell out the uh Madison Square. So I got uh, dreams bigger than me, but uh, I got to push hard and work hard. But I believe I get there if I, you know, I just do. Now, what's your um, writing? Because I know you got the uh, the gig for what the Wild Wild or they did they thing. So how was that process? Was it like nerve wracking, or you just somebody just put your name in the head and you was like, all right, let's rock it? Oh, let me tell you, while out was a, if we talk about, if we, if we ever did all the things that challenged me in my career, that would definitely be up there on the list. You hear me? It was super challenging to me. One, because I've never been a writer. It's different when you're writing, when I'm doing jokes for me. Right. But when you have to write a funny joke for somebody else and hope that they deliver that joke you know to get to give the the best impact yeah. that was difficult and also trying to write a joke that caters to that person's personality because i might say something i'm real and wrong but that other person may be like low tone they may you know so you have to consider all those things so i think it was um definitely challenging to me it definitely uh got me out of my comfort zone I enjoyed it. I was frustrated. I was unsure at times. And it was times that I wanted to be like, you know what? I can't do it. But those are the moments to me that make us great because when you don't walk away from those challenges, that is what gives you that that sharpness to you. So it was challenging. And I, I really didn't know if I would be able to do it, but I did it. And I was just proud of myself. Like for me, that was like a big moment to be the only female in the room and the only black female in the room. Um, what? So you was the only female in the room? Only female there. And to, you know, you have times when you feel like, okay, they don't believe in what I'm saying, you know, but yeah. you can't get so caught up in your emotions. You got to keep working. Like, okay, they believe in you enough to put you in the room. Joke. Yeah, they ain't like that joke, but that, just because you went there, they don't mean they going to hear you. So, okay, they okay. ain't like that, so I, I got to come harder. Oh, they ain't like that, so I'm going to come harder because they going to like something. Okay. You know, so um, that was fun. But the people I worked with were great people, and uh, the 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 top writer um, actually he definitely pushed me. He challenged me like my old basketball coach. He would not <laughs> take mediocre for an answer. So okay, at the time in now, I didn't like. I was like, oh, you get on my nerves. <laughs> but yeah. after everything, I was like, bro. He told me he was like, Jen, I push you because I see something in you. You know. And that meant so much to me. And, you know, after things are done, that's when things hit you like, you know what? I know why that person was 
not even being hard on me. It was me, uh, him, the, them challenging you. Yeah. Now, the, my question is, how was it hard seeing someone deliver your joke and then not being able to, like, do it right? Because <laughs> you look like, that's not how it's supposed to go. <laughs> no. You know what? The hardest thing, comedians, we, we love our stuff. So it was yeah. more hard. I didn't care that they couldn't. The hardest part is for somebody to do your joke and nobody knows that that was the joke that you wrote. Right. So we like, we prideful, like, I wrote that. Ain't nobody going to know I wrote that. Like, I wanted people to know. That, yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, ask. I'm like, if you write something from your heart, you be like, dang, and they going to get me crazy. Yeah, like, well, I came up with that. You know, so it was a, a moment of, you. it's a humbling moment. You know, we, we comedians love the spot. Like, we, we, we got a little arrogance about us. You got to have it to be a comedian. You got to have a little arrogance to you to be up there like like uh, there are them saying to think you can make strangers laugh. That's already arrogance in itself. So, so mm -hmm. that was the hardest part. I didn't care if the joke failed or didn't go. Or went right. good. It was that. I want y'all to know I wrote it. Right. <laughs> see, my only thing is, I'll be like, I wrote it and they, if they failed, I'm like, see, if I would have did it. <laughs> yes. Nah, I ain't playing. Like, that's that's they fault. They didn't it right. <laughs> I, I did it. They went out there, and then I and then I think I'm gonna see it different because they're not comedians. Uh, a lot of a lot of people you we work for are the, the special guests. The special guests that's coming on, they're not comedians, so I didn't expect them to kill it like me. But it, I wanted them to get a giggle. I wanted people to be like, "Oh, that was funny," you know, because yeah. they're not comedians. But if if somebody came on who I and, and I did because it was times you did it right for comedians. Now if they didn't deliver. I was like, now come on, you could have hit that line. I went over that with you. So <laughs> you went over. We practiced that. We what practiced the that line. Come on, now this be your last show. You hear me? And I, and I look here. We got Sally and Tone. I was. I almost felt like I turning up. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, what are some words of wisdom you would give anybody that's trying to come up in the entertainment industry? The best advice I ever got from a comedian, OG. He said, well, "Do every stage you can do. So stay constant. Stay consistent." get up there you, you you're not everybody not gonna like you and it, it, it the quicker you become okay with that the better off you'll be and, and that's something that it took me i'm in this business what nine years going on 10 it took me that long to realize that everybody not gonna like you and that's okay that's okay because you got so many people that do love you so look look at the people who love you so stay consistent and go forward and stop asking people for advice, get up and do it. You don't need approval. You don't need no more motivational. We said, we're so tired of y'all need motivation. Either you gonna do the shit or you ain't gonna do it now. Yeah, yeah, you ain't gonna be shit at first, but if you keep on doing it, you gonna be somebody. You know, when you first start a job, you don't, you don't be shit at the job. Then after that, you be the uh, one everybody go to. You be the expert. That's right. All right, now, Candy Kisses, I like to keep it fun, so we ended with a couple of segments. First one is Kiss or Diss. These are celebrity crushes. Ooh, so I'm going to yell out some celebrity crushes, and you're going to decide whether you're kissing or you're dissing. Okay. You ready? Come All on. right, first one, the baby or T.I.? Who you kissing or you dissing? Oh, the baby, definitely. T.I. Really? Move around. Yeah, okay. T.I. got too many. All them big words, bro. I'll be like, bro, come on with all that, man. <laughs> Give me a, somebody interpret this, bro. I got a GED. I don't know what that man talking about. But the baby with his okay. chocolate stuff, I feel like he can lift me up and his leg, you know, his legs won't be shaking when he's lifting me. You know, I mean, he'll be like, ooh, but he just know how to do a big girl. Ooh, I don't think the sex will be all there because he don't look like he's packing, but he look like he can well, call the baby, good so, I mean. Yeah, I don't think then I seen a little clip come out on Twitter that was supposed to be him and he said it wasn't him. I wouldn't claim it either after what I saw, but I oh. know that was him. 
and it wasn't hitting on nothing, baby. Okay. But he, Idris, he got good sound effects. Go ahead. <laughs> Idris Elba or Michael B. Jordan? Who you kiss and who you dissing? Can I diss both? What? Ugh, I don't think now one of them fine. None of them ain't got no First of all, Michael B. Jordan is the same you've met a lot of the people. Yeah, they and I want to know who did. I want to recount like Trump. I demand the recount. <laughs> Ain't no way, Michael B. Jordan. Yes, so he not finding me at all. He look like a young. He look like a baby. No, I no sir. I'm good. He look like he started going to the gym and lost hope. I don't. Uh -uh, I can't do it. I ain't never heard nobody just them. I like not one of them. And no, I like, see, I like a man who, you know, with a record. With a, it looked you like he what? did a felony first. It looked <laughs> like he stole a car. I, he, they all look like they had good jobs out there. Like, oh, and I want somebody who uh, make me feel like I can't really sleep all the way at night. You know, I got to watch mm -hmm. my purse. This I'm man, not, I like. <laughs> if, I, if I can go to sleep and not worry about you touching my debit card, what kind of relationship is that? That's not what you say. <laughs> Uh-uh, I want to live on the edge. I want to have something to tell my homegirls out, girl, you ain't going to believe he stole my damn car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, okay. that's so sexy. <laughs> All right. Ooh, girl. Last, <laughs> last one. Forrest Whitaker or Danny Glover? Who you kissing? Who you dissing? So you just ain't going to bring up little Boosie. You already know who I like. I don't like now one of them either. I ain't no thugs. You could say Boosie or Plies or... Somebody, no. you know what I'm saying? Name one of them. You gotta keep I, on. I, uh, I'm a little sick to my stomach that you work with old ass men. You knew who was coming on the show, and that's what you I know you follow me. You know all like that one of them soup wearing ass men. <laughs> Danny Glover or who the other thing? I don't even know I have to Google. Oh, it's what a good is he in like I'm just playing out. Don't you do it? Don't you do it? I don't get it in. Is he living? Okay. Yes. I'm good on them. Man, they look like they go to church every Sunday. They go to morning service. And I ain't going to that 7 o'clock service, man. I still be sleeping from my hangover mm -hmm. on Saturday. So, now, I'm so good I'm on both of Look, I, you got to pick one. You, I, I let you fly with Idris or Michael, so you got to pick one. How Kiki Palmer do? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to that man. I'm sorry to that man. I'm going to pick Danny Glover just because his name sounds cool. But I know the yeah. nigga, but... I guess it looks like he got a 401k, so I had to win. I guess. <laughs> All right. Our next segment is our DAQ that stands for dumbass questions. They're just random questions I want answers to. Okay. All right. If you had to choose an animal to help you win a fight, what animal would it be? A lion. Okay. Yeah. Aggressive. King of the jungle. Yeah, we winning. We walking out that thing. All body. Bloody. We out here. <laughs> All right. For $50,000, would you ruin Thanksgiving dinner by telling a deep family secret at the dinner table? Hell yeah, I didn't want to tell the, my family, my uncle, but he <laughs> kids. They know my uncle used to, they keep inviting his ass. I didn't want to press charges. Think I'm coming with the cranberry sauce? Fuck Uncle Ben. That ain't need to be <laughs> under the jail. And I'm tired of y'all talking about, do you, you eat meat, Ben? I don't give a damn what he eats. That nigga need to go right with Art Kelly them. I'm tired of these black families bringing these molesters to our table like we don't know the family secret. Stop keeping this shit a secret. Lock that motherfucker up. Now nah, I can't go nowhere because my little girl and then she got to go everywhere I go and I love to run to the store to smoke weed. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, they can give me $10 out there. That damn little do it for free. Actually, I do it every year because we got an uncle that be there. We're like, fuck this nigga. Y'all know I like him. 
I come there just to talk shit to my family. I'm sick of y'all. I'm call mm-hmm. me and the police to be there next year. Go ahead. Yeah. They can pass around a collection plate with you. Yeah, they be like, they be like Jen always starting trouble with the family. No, the trouble in the family. We need to address it. I'm sick of y'all trying to cover it up in gravy and fried pork chops. I'm sick of this shit. And that bean pie don't be shit never. And who keep bringing this potato salad that ain't shit? Yeah, my cousin, white girlfriend, trying to fit in with the family. She could be oh, a like that goddamn ambrosia salad. I can't stand yeah, ambrosia yeah, salad. Kind of decorations in. I got them chicken salad. Who the fuck bring chicken salad? Okay, I'm sorry. I had a flashback. <laughs> if you could make one rule that everyone had to follow for one day, what would the rule be? Oh, tell the truth all day long. Mm-hmm. If they got to tell the truth, all, it'll be an interesting, fun world. If you had to tell the truth all day and you had to go to work and tell your boss, I never liked your ugly ass, it'll be amazing. Now the next day you might be unemployed, but still, it'll be fun for us. There was a um a restaurant, one of my homegirls, and she's from um Saginaw, Michigan, and there was mm-hmm. some little restaurant that um every Tuesday would be, they can be, it's Rude Tuesdays. So they mm-hmm. can come in there and the the bartender, everybody just treats you rude and just say whatever the hell they want to say. I was like, I'm surprised they didn't get the fight. And she was like, they almost did, but because they knew that was the rule, it wasn't no big deal. But you know how you come in, I was like, well, let me seat you and all that. They'd be like, hey, where y'all niggas want to sit? Come on. Like, they right. just being real just ignorant for no reason. I'm yeah, like, I, think I, I, seen, I think I seen that they, somebody had recorded that and put it up. And it's and actually, mm-hmm. it's a restaurant that's, that do this. Like, that's the, yeah, that's that's the main number. Yeah, okay. I love it. I love it. Like, yeah. I want to go just so I can be ignorant with them. I do too. I do too. I want to go. I, I think that'll be fun because we're so sensitive, man. Just tell the damn truth. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. All right. What is one crazy thing that happened to you that you can remember that happened to you when you was in um, high school or elementary school? I got so many. Oh, let me make y'all laugh. So <laughs> when I was in elementary, you know them little chocolate bars they mm-hmm. used to sell for a dollar, them little chocolate oh, yeah. candy mm-hmm. bars? Okay, so my daddy at the time bought all of them. He was like, I'm just buying all of them because I don't want to sell that shit. So he bought mm-hmm. all of them. I stayed up all night. Boy, should, this I should have knew that my future was fat. I ate every day. My future was, okay, I'm just telling you the truth. See, people don't hit you. I knew when I was younger I was going to be fat because I ate a hundred chocolate bars. Baby, let me tell you something. It felt good eating them. I got up the next morning to go to the bus. The bus used to come right in front of my house. It was a little slow bus, but that's another thing we'll talk about. A little box bus. So I go walking to the bus. I thought I had to fart, right? Oh, Baby, goodness. when I farted, boy, shit went everywhere. <laughs> Baby, I was shitting. I'm talking about I shitted for at least three days, boy, in the one spot. I'm talking about my stomach went like, I mean, I know the people can see the shit. I couldn't even do nothing. I was just frozen like the challenge and shit. All that shit. Oh my god, girl. Then I was trying to back back, you know, because bus was right there. So I'm walking back like I'm doing a little dance and shit. Boy, when I tell you, they called me shitty drugs for the whole year of school. <laughs> That's why I had to be funny because I had to roast these niggas, boy. They were like, look shit out. I was like, yo, when I bring that shit up, I'm still sensitive about that shit, literally. Boy, that was the most embarrassing thing. I ain't never, I ain't even know a human can shit that much. Like, come on, I've been shitting for five and a half hours, so oh, this God. should be over by now. Nigga, I'm but mad you said your future was fat. That, oh, that, nigga, was listen, fat, that is a shirt. You better, you better make that shirt today. <laughs> Matter of fact, I knew you need, write it down 
and make that till Thanksgiving, Black Friday sale. My future, <laughs> my future was fat. That I knew I was gonna be fat. This ain't had to tell me. I knew I won't like to eat. This ain't a honey. Okay, what horrible business name could you give a mortuary? Ooh, we cut them, we stuff them. <laughs> That's the name. Of. We cut them and we stuff them, nigga. I feel like everybody be that bit though. Like, bro, when I die, I want that. I want. I want to go to we cut them and we stuff them, boy. For real, that's just how I feel a little bit. Man, pray for me, y'all. Okay, you making me do this? I didn't want to do this to these Shit, folks. I would name it. Fuck your family. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think we cut them, we stuff them, no side chicks allowed. It'll be oh, good. God. They need to come to me. I got no. all the business I do. Wait a minute, you right about that no side chicks allowed. I, I ain't gonna hold you. I had a family member pass away. And you know, they they black. They ain't do the traditional, let me go ahead and get a divorce. So they still legally married. So when they do the obituary, it has um the honor, honorary guest. And you know that wasn't about this, but the side chicks. So, cause they oh they listed the family, the, the you know, survived by cousin, auntie, wife, this and other, and then they had this honorable guest. And I was like, they print the goddamn side, bitch, and the, who does that? Who made the march the damn thing? I was so pissed. I was like, you know but, what? If, if his if his wife don't care, I don't care either. But, but why did she even get a mention? I just I don't understand. The worst thing that this my big this the worst thing that could happen is you be the side the side girl and, and your dude die. Mm -hmm. I okay, I was a hoe. Okay, and not a long time ago. Okay, recently, either way, I had <laughs> slept with this dude. Slept with this dude that somebody I knew slept with. Uh, maybe somebody in my family, maybe not. Who knows? Uh, if I'm telling the truth or not. But according to this story, he passed, and the person who knew I slept with and we was sleeping with, she was like, "Bitch, you better not cry, cause you ain't had no business sleeping with that nigga." I'm like, "Well, you know what?" And so I couldn't even cry in front of her. And I thought that was that rude of her. You know, I was emotional about our nigga. You know what I'm saying? Our nigga <laughs> dead, and I can't even be emotional about the shit. And it, it really frustrated me. But it taught me a life lesson. Don't ever sleep with a man that you that ain't your man, because you don't want to be able to not cry at the funeral. <laughs> I didn't even cry. I just was at the funeral like this. <laughs> I had to cry in the car and shit. I was like, bro, I ain't never doing this again. We in it together. I'm crying. Damn. <laughs> now, I couldn't cry because the person who the other person could fight. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really want that smoke. So you gotta know. You gotta know when to take your L. <laughs> that bitch. She had already beat me up one time, and I ain't want to make it twice. So I was like, yeah. <laughs> she right. I better hold hold these little tears inside. <laughs> She rocking the baby. She looking at you. She better not shit yeah. now. One damn and then tear. when she whooped my ass, it wasn't like no regular ass whooping. Like it was a real like ass whooping. Like somebody saved my life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you think you could thug? You think you a thug until a nigga hit you for real? You know? Then that bitch come out. You like? You know what? I really wasn't built to fight. You know? I'm supposed to be funny. You know? You like it? So, it made, you like? You know what? I apologize. Yeah, no, you, know, you know what? Mm. But but it really cut. We were fighting on like a slippery flow, and I really couldn't get my feet right. And let me tell it, but it really okay, so you slipped. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I slipped. You know what I'm saying? It will, okay, really, she was right. mad. Yeah. Before we get out of here, during the quarantine, I took my little creativity. Me and my homeboy DJ Allstar, we created a game called Sing a Do. So oh. what it is? It, it's a musical game. Or you have to sing the melody of the song, but you can only use the word do. You got okay. it? 
Okay. So I'm gonna give you an example and then I'm gonna let you do a couple. Okay. Um, so first and foremost, we got different categories. We got billboard hits, uh, country, rock, singer do favors, old school, TV themes, party dance, hips, hip hop, and R and B. Which category you want? Hip hop and R and B. All right, let's go. Uh
to promote loving yourself. It's called Thickish, if you write in the middle, or Gravy Thick. So yeah, if you follow me, uh, you can always get that uh, merchandise. And my website is www.gravythick.com. But like I said, if you follow me, the link is always in my bio. Before I want to, before I do go, I do want to say now all the stuff you heard was jokes. So don't be in my inbox talking about you sleeping with somebody, man, and all that. It's called comedy with your sensitive ass. I love you, girl. Thanks for having me. All right. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Candy Kisses TV is brought to you by Thingabue. Order your copy today at Thingabue.com. Did you do it today? Subscribe, like, share, and comment. And make sure you tune in every Sunday, Monday, and Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard.